today's podcast, which is called Secrets, I will be talking briefly about one of the books I have been reading. There have been many events in the book where it piqued my interest and showed a lot of importance. The book I'll be talking about is The Winnowing Written by Vicky Vansicle. The book is about a teenager named Mervik and her best friend Saren. Mervik goes through a world where there are possible conspiracies. Mervik, who is a shy person, is thrown into a situation where she gets out of her comfort zone and acts. To think that a world that seems so happy actually has many secrets beneath it. I remember reading the first page of the book. It talked about the experience of going through the winnowing. It was quite detailed, and it gives an important idea of what the winnowing is. If you think about this in real life, people would think it's a dream. I mean, how could people blink tears and then suddenly find themselves lost in smoke so thick they can't see their own hands? On the back of the book, one of the people who went through the winnowing even believed it was a dream. They said it was a good dream. Even when they were there, it didn't feel real. They had an impression of Barton and the doctors. Reading about what that part says a lot about this event. When I read that part, it helped me make inferences. This also led to Mervik, the main character, growing more curious about it as well. I would think that, because of the winnowing, Mervik now has to act on it. Then in about a quarter of the book, Mervik goes to Barton Center, which was for the adolescents for exam. I would think that this would be like a normal checkup like you would at the doctor's, but this was more intense. Mervik decides to leave the room because she was told that Saren was also there. When she arrived at Saren's room, she saw her body trembling, panting, and her eyes were fully white. This part scared me because how do people see this day as perfectly normal? Mervik was for sure panicking and feeling uneasy. She kept asking the doctor questions, but they were right away avoiding it. This was concerning me. You are a doctor who is responsible for these people and making sure you provide proper information and answering questions when needed. Why do they avoid questions that should clearly be validated? That part started creating suspicions for me. That's when I started believing that something was going on and they aren't saying anything about it. If I was Marivik, I would be more assertive talking to them. If a person who's close to me is in a state where I see it all so clearly and can help but feel worried, I would get really upset. This event says a lot because it shows that the doctors are willing to hide any information that could leak with others. Not later after, I was shocked to find out that Mervik grandfathers used to work at Barton before. Even better, Mervik heard from one of the doctors instead of her grandfather herself. This was significant because Mervik is able to ask her grandfather what it was like to work there. The thing is, Mervik thought her whole life that her grandfather delivered things, but she was shocked to find out that he used to work at Barton. I was thinking, is there a reason why her grandfather hasn't mentioned anything about him used to working at Barton? It feels like he knows something about the winnowing, but decided to keep Mervik from not knowing. Then, the day has arrived where Mervik would get assessed. It's finally come. Pretty much, the doctors would test Mervik depending on how fast she can run over distance speeds. 
they would track her heartbeat and brain activity while she is running. What's significant about this event is that Mervik's assessment turned out differently from others. While she was running, she kept thinking about Grumps, and when that happened, she felt as if she started running through her maze. While she was running, she heard dogs barking. Then, she heard a voice calling out to her, but she wasn't able to see who it was since it was from a distance. The voice told Mervik to go left. Even if the doctors who were assessing her were trying to reach out to her, she chose to ignore it and listen to the person who spoke out to her. Afterwards, she woke up and wondered exactly what happened that time she was unconscious. The doctors told her that Mervik fell into a state where it was almost like she was asleep. It was a state of unconsciousness, referred to as a suspended cycle. Pretty much, the doctors were explaining that Mervix was partially conscious and aware. In actuality, her awareness was hindered. I started asking myself, since Mervix's assessment, assessment turned out to be different from expected, would that also be the case when it's her turn to go through the winnowing? That part really hit me, because maybe Mervix could be a key factor in getting to know more about the winnowing. Or could she be the one to oppose the winnowing? Next off, one of the people named Voya waited for her outside the room. She told Marivik that she should now have a break for herself. Then she got out of the bathroom wondering if she can get permission from anyone. She bumped into a red-haired boy. Marivik asked for his name, which was Abbott. When she was about to say her name, he interrupted saying that he knew her name was Marivik already. So basically, he cut the conversation short and said that he will see her later. Mervik realized that he isn't—he wasn't drenched in sweat like she was, and she would have seen him in her morning group, especially with the red hair color she wouldn't forget. That's when she thought that something was wrong. She thought that Abbott was probably some intake, but he did not look old enough to be one of the staff members. Mervik felt that Abbott seemed different or odd from everyone else in her group, but that could just be her instinct. Mervik was thinking that maybe she was hallucinating her conversations with Abbott, or she was hallucinating Abbott herself. This shows significance because maybe Abbott knows something about the winnowing that others don't. I was wondering, how did Abbott know Mervik already? I think that maybe Abbott is one of the characters that was introduced that would be important later in the story. This event is where things start picking up. Mervik was inside her room. She pulled down her white comforter and fluffed her pillows and coughed a glimpse, caught a glimpse of something underneath. She saw an old photograph of Grumps. It was black and white. He was wearing a Barton lab coat and leaning against something that could look like a washing machine. On the back of the photo, Mervik noticed there was writing. It said, Stone versus Bertha, Stone to Bertha, 1965. I was curious to what capacity was Mervik's grandfather's working there. Was he a repairman, a mechanic? When Mervik slipped it back under the pillow, she saw something else. She saw a Barton brochure, the one she read the day before. But someone added, quote-unquote, dis in red pen. Next, it said disorientation. The first paragraph was crossed out, and the message was written in the margins. 
Disorientation. Sublevel 3, the old pool. 11 p.m. Tell no one. No one was underlined three times, which could mean this person has a purpose for meeting Rivik, meaning tell her, telling her things nobody else would know. Something told Mervik that disorientation was not an officially sanctioned activity. To put it briefly, the person who left the photograph knew that Mervik's grandfather was working at Barton before. I'm thinking, someone who doesn't work at Barton left this for Mervik to see and nobody else. Why would the doctors leave this under Mervik's bed when they didn't even properly address her questions? Mervik was suspecting it could be Abbott. This event is significant because this is when the main character finds out more about her grandfather and why he worked at Barton. After reading these significant events, I'm really hoping to see more character development in Mervik. I'm looking forward to seeing what could happen next when Mervik goes through the winnowing. Mervik kind of reminds me of myself. I tend to keep inside my own zone and not as confident. Though the main's character traits are realistic and reflect on a lot of people today. All things considered, these events show the importance of the main conflict in the story. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you.